Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, we have been finding Jesus on the move on his way to Jerusalem. We've seen him in Galilee, in Samaria, and today he approaches Jericho, where a blind man is sitting by the roadside begging. And he hears a crowd going, and he's asking, what is going on? Are we like that? Are we able to notice that the Lord is moving into the region, into, into our life, into our workplace, into our family? Are we sensing that the Lord is moving in. When they tell him Jesus is passing by, he begins shouting. If somebody has told us that Jesus is passing by, are we like the blind man? He says, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me, just like the leopards that we heard about a couple of days ago. We are finding ourselves stretching out our arms and saying, have pity on us. The people that are walking in front, rebuke him and say, be silent. But the more they tell him to be silent, the more he calls out. If in your workplace, in your school, in your neighborhood, in your family, you are claiming the lordship of Jesus and you are being silenced, be like the blind man who calls out all the more, who stands out asking for pity on ourselves and on those around us. Because what does Jesus do? He stops and he orders that he be brought to him. The same people that were told, you know, just let's say, let's get this guy quiet. The group was telling each other, let's get this person to be silent. They're the ones that now are ordered by Jesus to bring that person to him. The dynamics of our life are such that the very people who might be silencing us in our life are the ones that at some point in an unexpected way may bring us in the presence of Jesus in a new way. And when he comes here, a conversation begins. Jesus has heard him, have pity on me. He's heard what people are saying around him. People are saying all kinds of things. Look at the man. He is you know, unstoppable. He keeps screaming. Jesus knows what's going on, but he always, in the most humble of ways and respecting in the deepest way our freedom, he says, what do you want me to do for you? Brothers and sisters, what do we want Jesus to do for us today? What is the thing that we need the most? The blind, the blind man says, let me see. He doesn't say, well, you know what I'm talking about. I'm on the road. You've seen me passing by. You've heard other people. I've been screaming at you. Jesus wants us to clarify what is the thing that we want the most. Please, he says, let me see. 
What do you want Jesus to do for you today? Clarify it. Simplify it. Bring it to one statement. Unlike the blind man, say, Lord, please let me fill in the blank, brothers and sisters. Because Jesus tells him, have sight. Your faith has saved you. Jesus asks us questions, sometimes delays in approaching Sometimes requires others to come and bring us. Sometimes it requires rejection. But the Lord is looking for our faith, is looking for our response, is looking for our acceptance of the invitation, is looking for a clarification of what we really, really want. And the result is that this man receives his sight. And from that day, he follows him, giving glory to God. What testimony our lives can be if we break through the problems around us, if we silence the oppressors, if we allow those that may have been against us to be the ones who move us close to Jesus, if we state clearly what we want, and then when it happens, because our faith has been increased in the process, we give glory to God and follow Jesus and others become praise-oriented people as well. Those that were silencing are now giving praise to God. Whatever is happening in your life, that a crowd forms, that people don't see that you're blind, that they pass by and they don't help, that you feel that you're not even seen by the Lord because he's passing by, call out to the Lord. He is wanting to reach you. And with Psalm 119, We repeat on verse 88, give me life, O Lord, and I will do your commands. Give me life, O Lord, and I will do your commands. We say, redeem me from the oppression of others that I may keep your precepts. I am attacked by persecutors who are far from the law. Please, Lord, give me life and I will do your commands. In the first reading, we are in 1 Maccabees, and we find that the son Antiochus Epiphanes, who is the son of King Antiochus, has become king. We're given a year in the kingdom of the Greeks, and we have all these people that are breaking the law, and they are saying, let's align with the allies around us, Because since we separated from them, many evils have come from us. Today, we are being invited to look at the community to which we belong and to find that we are going to create our allegiance with the Almighty, with Adonai, with the King of Kings, with Jesus. That the alliance with the Gentiles in the world, with those that silence us or oppress us, might become useful in some ways as an advancement in the world. Perhaps the blind man could have convinced the people that were walking by, carry me with you. Maybe at some point I can reach Jesus. Maybe I can touch him. But he cuts through everything and screams directly to the Lord. These people in 1 Maccabees are trying to make alliances with the Gentiles because they want to create proposals that are going to be materially and physically amenable to them. And 
they find that the king had authorized them to introduce the way of living of the Gentiles. And they have a gymnasium in Jerusalem. And now they have, they're covering the marks of their holy covenant. They are covering their Jewish upbringing and their covenant separation as holy people. And they're abandoning their customs and they're conforming to what's happening around them. And they begin even making offerings in pagan altars. Brothers and sisters, yesterday I was having a conversation with a wonderful woman who is such a prophetic voice because she sees and declares in a heavenly way. And I was distraught because fraternities and sororities in colleges can be a source of separation for children from their ultimate purpose. And it became clear to me that when children, young adults make vows that put their fraternal relationships, whether it is in a sorority or a fraternity, to their pledging buddies higher than their allegiance to God, those vows open the gates for demonic influence. So these altars that Maccabees talks about today can be the altars that are simply erected in ways like that. When we accept precepts in one of these groups that are going to be superseding our relationship to God and in our actions and in our words and especially on any vows are going to prevent us from remaining truthful to our love of God. So let us be also mindful as we cry out to the Lord to have pity on us, that we become clear about places in our life where we might be erecting altars in ways that are not life-giving. So let us go to the throne. Friends, Father Almighty, we cover ourselves in the precious blood of Jesus Christ so that no enemy can come against us in, with success, that no weapon, no fiery dart from the enemy can succeed against us, that no strategy formed by the enemy can prosper against us. Our loved ones, our work, our possessions, our destiny written in the book of life, our health, our dreams, that all of them are protected in the precious blood of Jesus Christ because he says, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will have the light of life, that we may follow the light and that we, like the blind man, may ask for that light of faith so that we can be light for the world, so that the Lord can shine through us, so that we can live in his commands, so that we do not conform to the culture around us, but help to shape it and mold it according to the law of the Lord. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.